Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. I hope you're ready. Atticus, tell me, as you rest, what flashes through your head? What childhood memories do we see? So as Atticus is sleeping, he kind of opens his eyes and it's darkness, but not an unfamiliar darkness. Kafur kind of reminds him of his home. But instead of the cold air, it's slightly warm. Instead of the hard rock beneath his feet, it's kind of squishy. And as he looks around, he just feels this overwhelming darkness and a fear pressing on him. And he just hears a voice in the darkness saying the time approaches and in a flash he sees Juliet whimper he looks down and he's a child he looks up and he just feels something crawling into his mind and then it goes to darkness again we're dealing with a disease that has resurged here that seems to be rather potent and dangerous you know because like you said like Juliet was killed trying to leave well, that is correct she was struck down I guess something that's not like alive or like a creature or whatever. Nothing like it can actually like leave. And I think all of like the animals and the bugs know it too. Cause like there's not a single one in the whole city. Has anyone been okay with their eyes? Might I have allergies? Do I might need glasses. Now, I did figure something out that might help us lead our way to the cure, but it does mean we have to head to another direction. The Abiku might actually need him alive. But that does mean one thing. I need to work faster. I thought you were going to say that I did this to everyone. I let the little scamp live and now his yucky germs, his cooties is getting everywhere. I didn't want to say anything, but... <laughs> Do we go after the Duke or B? Do we go after the Butcher? I think we should try to be make it so that we can at least leave in case we need to find something. You see Street Rat at the door and he just goes, shit, man, like he was supposed to buy my shit. What the hell? Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean he buys from you? He, he loves buying mine, fuck. Can't get enough. Did he ever tell you why he needed the supply? Because I think if he had a good reason, this might be the thing we might be looking for, specifically how is mindfuck made? Oh, I, I can't tell you that. I'm not supposed to tell anybody. We'll need a lot because tomorrow, if not starting today, if you make lots, we're going to be hunting down the butcher. So as you're on top of rooftops, uh, looking down your scope, you see an open grave, but it's filled. With him? Yes. You find an ebony man with bright blue eyes still open. You see Sigurd, the man of the opposing team, and he throws the man to the ground. Well, I ultimately need to find the new host of whoever the butcher was. Hmm. New host. <laughs> it. What kind of host does it go for? <laughs> Hard to say. What's happening? Yo, I'm about to be a papa. Come on. Babies come out head first. This one's coming out sideways. 
yes, you take out the child. It does not cry. And as you take it out, and I assume hand it to the mother, Eddie, you keep hearing the father, street rat, just repeating, man, I'm sorry, man. And you all see the child open its eyes. It's bright blue. Welcome to House Common Blood. I am joined by John. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate you. John. I am JD. I play the gnome barbarian Willingsby. I wish I could astral project myself just to kick you in the nuts. That'd be very nice. I'm JD, and I play Atticus Billingsby, the human adjacent ranger. All right. I'm also joined by Nita. Uh, Nita here. Uh, I play Oluya, and she is a cleric sorcerer, bitches. <laughs> I'm also joined by Moo. Hi, I am Moomin, and I play a Genasi artificer. All right. And I'm also joined by Mega. My name is Mega, and I play Eddie. The Otter Triton Boy and his best friend, Eddie. <laughs> yes. Uh, last session, a lot of crazy shit happened. It, the Obiku k- apparently killed itself. We had a child born. Like uh, We have two-thirds of the party in this shack in the Red District. And Atticus, yeah, for lack of better words, fucking off at the moment. And... I think I would like to start off with Atticus. So the original ploy was uh, Moo tried to get you split off from the group to have Sigurd follow you, but he took an interest in what the party was doing and ended up following the majority. What was Atticus doing, per se? Atticus just not trusting Sigurd is shadowing him, actually. So as he kind of split off, he quickly re-climbed up on the roofs and has kind of been like hopping along the roofs, following mm-hmm. everyone, keeping an eye, but a safe distance away. All right. Yeah, for your sake, I'm going to say that the shack that we're in doesn't have like a window with glass, but an opening that you can uh, clearly see through the rooftop. I'm going to say like uh, maybe... The stipulation with this uh, open window is that you can see the mother, the child in, like, uh, her hands, the father sitting down. You can perhaps see Seer, but in the corner beyond your view is uh, Sigurd. And I would say, like, maybe, uh, yeah, Luya, you said you were near uh, Seer during this time, during childbirth, and Mega, you're somewhere out of sight. Um... Before I start off with the main scene, is there any is there anything else Atticus is doing during this time? Uh, no, I think he's mostly focused on kind of ready to pop off when things mm-hmm. turn. Yes. All right. Now, just so I have this on recording again, I am sorry for not mentioning this, but one of the rules for this expedition, this mission, is that prisoners can't kill other prisoners. Um, there's very few rules that uh, the party actually needs to follow. They just need to complete the mission, meet meet at the rendezvous, don't kill each other. Now, here's to say, like uh, Atticus, I'm fairly certain if you wanted to pop a shot, 
you might not kill him. A little bit of gray area if you want to take that chance and see how the dice roll. But well, I mean, if I'm shooting him, I'm trying to kill him. <laughs> so like, oh, I'm just gonna shoot you, but no big deal afterwards. Like, <laughs> what do you think that plan is? Yeah, and again, the, those apologies for my part, but again, I don't control your characters. You guys can do whatever you wish. All right, let's set the scene a little bit. So. The mother is holding the child. The child has bright blue eyes, and everyone in the room is looking at it. I need to ask everyone, during the childbirth, before it opened its eyes, did anyone feel happy to see a new life born into the world? Well, it's hard to say, because uh, I can't really see right now, so it's, it's up in the air. No. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing what Mega wrote, if Atticus has to pay child support, then he was not happy. <laughs> I mean, Sierra was happy that she did a good job and it it was a healthy baby. But the problem is that Sierra was really confused why it wouldn't open its eyes and it rolled its eyes back. That's weird for her baby. And now we know why. Ain't your normal baby. Ain't your normal baby. Oh, you could say that she was happy when it initially came out. There you go. Yeah, and uh, uh, didn't uh, did Aluya and Mega uh, succeed on their uh, uh, the rolls against the uh, disease on our last session? Correct. Yes. So Aluya, even though we have flavor, your eyesight is somewhat normal. You did get to see this. Would you say Aluya was happy to see a baby born into the world? Uh, I think she's pleased. The baby's not dead. <laughs> what about uh, Eddie? Would Eddie be happy to see? A new child in the world. He's just more interested because he's never seen it before. Alright. Not like he had any siblings. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. If that's the case, Moo, make me a charisma saving throw. 16 or higher. Well, I'm not going to survive this one. Let's find out. I got a 12. Roll 1d4. What do you get? 16 now. Ooh. Right on the money. Ooh. Ooh. Alright. I want you to write down and edit your charisma ability score i want you to take four points of charisma drain as you do feel this happiness inside of you it quickly leaves you you feel drained a little exhausted perhaps it was the stress of the situation of doing a c-section on a woman but yeah you don't feel right in fact if you try to feel happy again it's a little hard like you're starting to numb to that emotion. Now, with the situation in hand, we see the baby, its blue eyes. I want to know, what does everyone do? And I will put out there, if you try to grab the child, we're gonna have to roll for initiative. If there's anything you'd like to do or angle for, now is the time. Is Juliet, I don't remember if I ever said Juliet was out and about right now. Uh, now would be the time to mention it. If she, if I didn't say before, she is now out and about. <laughs> yes, you see her scampering about. And we see Sigurd, eyes locked onto the child. Then he looks at the room. There's just a deathly silence. Baby's not crying. No one's talking. There's a heavy air. And Sigurd looks at Seer, who just... How do you look after that? <laughs> um, 
You know, I don't know. What does a Charisma 4 look like now? Disheveled. Um, perhaps you have, like, a look on your face that doesn't look appealing. Um, maybe it's contorted. So maybe disturbed. Yes. Disturbed. Yes. Yeah, probably look disturbed. That might be the most accurate one. Yeah, just for a little bit of excitement. Tell us what your charisma's at at the moment. As I said, it is a charisma of four. Charisma of four. And if memory serves me right, and I could be wrong on this, if any ability score reaches zero, isn't that uh, uh, like forms of death? Oh yeah, you would instantly die. So like, if it's constitution, you die from just lack of constitution, die from brain death, from intelligence, wisdom, you just... Some people say you go mad. Um, charisma, though, is the interesting one, because when I looked it up, you just don't exist. Yeah, much Die like of, this town. Of no friends. <laughs> Dude, those are really bright. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> Very bright. Very blue. <laughs> I could definitely say congratulations. Thank the mother just has a sorrowful expression as she cradles her child. It's like no one else is in the room with her. I think uh, Sigurd would just say, So, why do you want to heal this town? <laughs> why do you want to get rid of this disease? A disease that slays, maims, or ails people from being able to live a life is not a disease I dream to see. Mm. In fact, I imagine if you were under an ailment, I imagine you would seek refuge or some form of salvation on that. It gives people hope, but it also lets people continue forward. Don't you remember why we're here? <laughs> why we came for this godforsaken town? I haven't forgotten. Quince's eyes looks towards Aluya, looks towards Eddie, and back it's at Quince Sia. back at him. <laughs> Squints even harder. <laughs> <laughs> so he just says one of the objectives that we have to accomplish is opening up the supply route how do you intend to do so when we're trapped in here well even if we were able to escape out if there was a disease here trade wouldn't go through people wouldn't want to come through at all they want it for the soldiers going off to war in my mind it doesn't matter if there are people here or not so long as the road is open. Not exactly. Don't you know that the dead can carry things? Don't you also know that, well, resurgences can occur unless something is resolved? I think he glides his hand, maybe perhaps around the windowsill. And I want to imagine we have like a, uh, a shot behind uh, Atticus where we see his upper body, perhaps a scope and like... We zoom in on the scope and we just see his hand begin to, like, be open. Just the white, pale hand of the Goliath. Very meaty, very big. And resurgence, you say. <laughs> An apothecary. You said you stopped by a shop, didn't you? <laughs> and I think he starts to hold up a vial. And again, Atticus, you see the gleam of this vial through your scope. It is out in the open. Why don't we work together. We can be free from this. We can accomplish our goals and watch the entire town rot. Wouldn't you like to be cured? To be vaccinated? 
Oh, I do, but the thing is, if I know how to make it myself, not only can I vaccinate myself, but others. But more importantly... He sneers when you say others. But more importantly, my duty is to help the sick. I've been doing it for years. I can't turn my back to that. Mm. What do we do? How about you try to resolve another issue? His eyes dart to the boy. Mm. You're right. I have more important things to do. And he starts walking towards the mother. And if he attempts, I kind of will just step before in front of that as I kind of like just in between him and the mother. Mm. Well, uh, I will back up to her side and to be next to her. Mm. Why do you get in my way? <laughs> because this is not a problem for you to solve. Is he in, in my uh, eyeline now? I'm going to say yes. You see the back of his head. You see both Aluya and Seer. And you see the mother. Keep in mind, if you do somehow miss this shot, some really fucked up shit could happen. That you could probably top mm-hmm. Cupcake. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not taking the shot yet, but... I kill all five of them. <laughs> <laughs> Including the fucking baby. Oh, yes. gosh. It ricochets off my shield. Suddenly, Alexander Hamilton just bursts through the door. He's not throwing away his shot. He's not throwing away his <laughs> shot. <laughs> but, yes, he just says to you plainly, Why do you get in my way? The child is there. You know the monster he'll be. Because the potential is far greater than just resolving it now. But more importantly, mm-hmm. I just don't want you to slay a child, good or bad. <laughs> no, no, I don't plan to slay the child. And you see the mother, like, the grip around the child tightens. I won't imagine the baby's, like, uh, inside of maybe a, a blanket. And we see... Her fingers dig into the fabric as he says that. No, he would be a disgrace. I want him to grow up, but I don't want you to have him. No, <laughs> no, he's mine. Simple. You see, you see Seer put her hands on her hips, kind of just like readjusting and going like, I think we're then at a conflict then, aren't we? Yes, it would appear so. A question, DM. Yes. Do I notice Atticus outside the window myself? Make me a perception check. And if so, how far would he be? We're gonna see. Um, uh, Atticus, roll me a stealth, even though you don't want to. I take it you're being stealthy while you're on a rooftop about to assassinate somebody. No. With uh, his 18 and your 17, you don't see Atticus outside. He is just that well I, hidden. I am gonna... Use have Juliet come over and help stabilize my shot. So kind of like using her tail kind of helps keep the rifle barrel stable. I think that's all I would give Nita then. Is that perhaps you see the tail of a uh, reptile, possibly. But I want to imagine that you're enough back where you don't see the gun and you don't see Atticus. Okay. Um. But uh, just for more, that, that that's her using the help action on yeah. my shot if I take it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is this tail like... Hold on, where are my spells? Uh, 120 feet from me? Yes, I would say it is within that distance. I'm going to try to send the message. If it goes through, it goes through perfect. If it doesn't, I understand. I'm just going to say... Uh, 
things are looking bad. Atticus, she says, things are going bad. You hear Juliet whisper into your ear. <clears throat> See if it's time for me to take the shot. Because I'm yeah. guessing this is a message, so she can respond. Yeah. Yes. Do we take the sh- Oh, actually, uh, do you understand Draconic? <laughs> but I speak Draconic, I do. So, you hear in your ear, Just say the word. We'll take the shot. And I think, uh, Sigurd just says plainly, I will have the child. <laughs> Though, it makes things a little hard that I can't slit your throat. He looks down at his, his uh, blade, but he says simply, but there are all so many ways to make you feel pain. Just let me have the child, and I will be on my way. You will not make a cure for this town. Sierra will cross her arms and just kind of look and be like, I think you already know my response to that. Getting into shield defensive position. You know what? Just for shits and giggles, Sierra, with your newfound uh, charisma score. Make me a persuasion check. <laughs> I like to leave things up to the dice once in a while. Oh, well, it's not going to be great. Let's find out. Mm-hmm. Natural one. I wish it was an advantage because I would have had a natural 20. Inspiration is still out there. Oh, I do have inspiration, don't I? It's if you want to do this, I will say um, if I were to pinpoint a difficulty on this man, He'd be slightly harder to fight than a dragon. What kind of dragon? Uh, whatever dragon I had you guys fight during the first phase. A little stronger than that, uh, a little weaker than the second form. This dude's a tank, Jesus. Oh yeah, he is quite the beast and he has a lot of tools I rigged up for him. So it, this will not be an easy fight per se. Uh, I mean, if I do the inspiration thing, it'll at least turn it from a nat one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll do inspiration. All right. So, and what would the roll be? You said a uh, nat 20. A nat 20. Yeah. He looks towards the child. Eddie, how does Eddie look at this moment? Uh, how do you mean by how Eddie looks? <laughs> In this room. Like, what what form is Eddie taking? Um, I imagine that Eddie is kind of, at this point, a, a hanging mist with, like, a... Uh, with a barely perceptible pair of eyes hanging about, but like especially like uh, looking at uh, Le Troublemaker. Uh, Sigurd looks at the Echo Knight Eddie, then towards Aluya uh, getting ready for a fight, then at Seer being defiant. All things considered, he's outnumbered, and most importantly of all, his hand is bigger not his hand his arm is up against his back not literally but he he'd be fighting with a handicap trying to get what he wants without killing any of you three and he just clicks his tongue fine so be it (laughs) he won't be able to cure it anyways we destroyed everything (laughs) just gives a slight chuckle if that's what you desire if you want to keep that thing living it will bite your hand. It will kill you. This is your decision, not mine. You're going to do more damage than I could ever do. And he just gives you a smile. It was fun. Thank you. And gives a nod of the head and makes his way for the door. 
grabbing the handle, creaking it open, then giving one final stare back at you guys before shutting the door. Congratulations, you guys avoided a combat. <laughs> I was so tempted to say, now! <laughs> With his back turned to you. messaging him. I wanted to shoot him so badly the entire time. Yeah, yeah. And again, I, I do apologize with the setup that you had, Atticus. Um, but yes, you guys are in this shack. We see Street Rat just looking at the down. Uh, uh, Street Rat looking down, hands, you know, uh, formed into a ball, clenching each other as he's just like shaking his leg. And if you guys look at the child, it's a little bigger. It's a chunky baby. Yeah, a little bit more chunky than how it came out. Hey, dude, my man, are you, like, all right? He is pale. Do you want to do an insight check? Uh, yep, since he's paying, since he's, like, uh, paying more apt attention. <laughs> yes, and as you're doing that, we see the crosshairs from Atticus's scope train on the baby. <laughs> Only a nine. Um, yes. With a nine, you just see that he's pale. He just looks sick. You can't, don't really... At most, like, I can't, I'm not sure what kind of dots Eddie would connect. You just see a baby with blue eyes. Like, it's like, you know, like, you can trust me, right? Like, you were saying, like, you were sorry for something, but, like, what do you have to be sorry for, man? He looks towards the baby, and the baby just stares at him. And you just see, like, a couple moments of silence between them, and he just looks towards you. Nah, man, it's... I, I, I just must be tripping, man. I think I had some bad before this. This is scaring me a bit. <laughs> you want to, like, go relax together, man? Yeah, yeah, man. Let's go relax. And he will fall wherever you want to, like, you want mean relax here or go, go somewhere else? Because I'm pretty sure that's what you're implying. Like, I, I'm, I'm assuming that there's not, like, a second room, so... <laughs> Yeah, this is just a shack, man. Like, this is a studio, uh, like, uh, shack right here. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think Eddie would, uh, I guess he would try to, like, uh, just, like, go over to the nearest, more relaxing location. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like, a lot of tense vibes in that room right now. All right. Yeah. You guys go, you guys chill. Maybe, like, yeah, something rolled up. Maybe a doobie. Just handsy one. Smokes a little bit himself, and smoke just escapes his mouth, and he just says in hushed tones, Eddie, that, that baby ain't right. You know, she's been pregnant four times this month. Just smokes that, is like a doobie. Breathes out, yeah. Four times? Four times. Is that normal? No, man. No, it's not normal. And he leans in closer, and you can just barely hear it as... He says, but he just keeps coming back every time. And maybe this would be kind of like more the moment where like the the dots more readily start connecting. It's like, oh, oh, okay. I, I think I feel you now. You feel me? You feel me? Just has a frown on his face. Um, Aluya, a lot of things have happened. What are you doing at this moment? Uh, I would want to talk to Seer. Alright, let's hear it. Seer? Yeah. Seer? Oh, uh, do you... Sorry, I was just focusing on something. Uh, 
Would you mind coming over here with me for a moment? Before she responds, she goes to the mom and says, like, will you be all right on your own? Yes. Yes. I'll be all right. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? And just rocking him back and forth. And the baby locks eyes with you, Sir, and it does not leave you. I think it's because he already knows what I'm going to do, but she'll look to Aluya and being like, we'll have to make it quick. I don't think we can have much time to, you know, dally. Uh, she's going to talk in, like, hushed whispers so the mom doesn't hear. Or the baby. Uh, I do not know if it's me or something else, but that baby is growing quite fast. That's why I was rather concerned when I, you know, gave birth to it with my tools. Babies cry a lot. This one does not. But more importantly, babies don't roll their eyes back when I try to look at them. But it's going to grow into that man very fast. That's why I think the best approach we might have to do is, well, communicate with the mother. Maybe they might have more info. But my concern right now is getting what I need to build our concoctions. If it grows faster, that eliminates my problem of collecting what I need. Do you think that she would help us? Yes and no. I don't want to be the person to say it, but are we going to have to do things? With me around, no. I do not. I preserve all of life, good or bad. My hands are not meant for slaying, my hands are meant for healing. So, I feel if I decided that, it'd be wrong of me, even for, well, a poor child that became possessed by the creature we've been looking for. It's hard to miss those blue eyes. And even if you looked at the father's face, it seemed that he was shocked. But she doesn't seem to be shocked. Do you think she knows, or it is part of this plan, or she wants him to grow up that way? I just know that she's involved. I could definitely tell you that. She, she might be our main source of information, because I don't think for her reaction to be so calm. First-time mothers are usually a lot more emotional. Maybe I can help distract her, and you, being a doctor, you can say you're taking the baby for test and making sure he's truly healthy. I can talk to her to see maybe if she knows something. Before we do that, I think we should definitely let Eddie know that I need a moment, because I just need, one, I need to track how fast it's growing. Did you notice that it's bigger than it was when it came out? Oh, yes. We need Eddie to know that we need to prioritize steps, but we also need to see if the mother knows more. So maybe you should ask her questions, and then I'll take care of the necessary steps. As you guys were talking, and you look back at the child, it is quickly growing to almost a toddler state. Now, I want to switch things up a bit. Atticus, give me a perception check. 21. Yeah. As you're looking with your scope, I think the tail of Juliet nudges your gun in a different direction. And in the distance, you see Sigurd walking away. And you see two familiar figures. You see an ogre, and you see a man clad in armor with antler. Uh, antlers on his helmet. And I think he begins talking to them. And you see them all nod. And all three of them go into different directions. I want to ask you, Atticus, where or who do you follow with your scope? 
Um, and just the, to clarify the names one more time, you have Sigurd the Goliath, Rhys the Ogre, and you have Elzar, the man in the armor. Elzar seems the most intelligent of the three of them. So as far as planning stuff, I would think he would be the most dangerous. Do you have so inspiration? Um, I don't know. I do not. Give yourself some inspiration. Because you had a one in three chance, and you're following the right one. So as you follow Elzar, you see that he has a bow, an arrow. And you see with uh, the arrows that he has... There's something around it, something white. And as he goes along, you see that he also gets to a higher position, perhaps not on a rooftop. But what you do see is that the arrows that he has, the tips become on fire. And you see it trained onto something. And following the trajectory, you see the shack. What does Atticus do? Um... And don't, if you want to do something that uh, starts up a conflict for our our sake. We do a, a secondary challenge if you so desire. I'm going to first, I'm going to resummon, I'm going to unsummon and resummon Juliet kind of in a burst as that frost around her kind of melts away and she kind of bursts into flame. Mm. And um, I'm going to send her to the shack to warn the others. But in a path that kind of so she's not going to look like she's trying to warn him but she's going to get in the trajectory of it kind of nonchalantly okay now if if you don't mind um this filled in for uh, some of the gaps of uh, what the players are doing and at a specific time i'll pitch you in when things meet up with uh, what the players are doing that's all right with you no it's not all right all right okay um, where'd I leave off? Uh, Mega, you're having a, uh, conversation with, uh, Street Rat. Uh, what are you doing now? So, like, four times in, like, one month? Uh, he just says, Yeah, man, it all started when we were excited at the start of this month. We tried to get some help, ended up trying to go to the clinic. Nah, man, nah. They wouldn't let us in. So, we went to the only place we could. Heartland Homes. And Eddie strikes up memories of where uh, you and that uh, blind child were uh, playing at. It was uh, the orphanage, or uh, the child services, is better put, for uh, orphans and uh, children alike. And he just says, yeah, yes, the lady for some help. She said, had experienced delivering. After that, after that, it's a monster can't stop him (sighs) just begins to hold back tears but you hear him whimpering as he puts his hand to cover his eyes probably rubbing at his uh, forehead what do I do man what do I do well like I'm not really sure how you feel about it but if this if that baby's the thing that like we need to help we like I guess need to keep them around for a little bit, but after that, like, we actually kind of have an idea of how to stop it, like, for realsies. But if, like, we do it now, like, I guess a lot of people are gonna get sick. And he just says to that, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's gonna hurt us. And you see him, like, grabbing, like, to his body, like a, uh, phantom pain underneath his uh, 
chest as like he begins to talk about this. Never be safe from him. He'll keep coming back. He seems like he's in a catatonic state. <laughs> Just consumed by fear. Hey, like, my dude, don't worry. Like, my, like, friends and I, we're like, we're like this. <laughs> it's like, we'll totally help you out, because, like, that's what bros do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what bros do. Give me a persuasion check. 24. <laughs> 24 yeah um if you you have a feeling if you need any help especially in regards to his baby he'll more than likely help you we need to kill your baby right now (laughs) (laughs) yo man let me get the steak knife (laughs) um but uh yes aluya seer what's the game plan here okay well it seems like the clock is ticking so what do we do what should i do for you message eddie we gotta start now uh, how far is Eddie from me? Actually, I'll let Mega paint the picture. Where the hell are you? <laughs> are you more than 120 feet from me? <laughs> <laughs> then I sight. <laughs> oh god! It's like uh, I would say, like especially if there if there was just like I mean I know it'll sound weird, but like to certain people, like uh, an alley can be a comforting place. So like mm-hmm. I imagine like uh like Eddie would have like uh led him to like uh you know just kind of like a nearby alley where they could like you know you know like a you know like chill out calm down and have their their conversation in relative uh privacy and tranquility smoking weed in the alley Now whether now like a regarding distance that's up to you Grant but uh mm-hmm. I don't know how wide these streets are Uh we'll say 5 feet yeah, five feet. There's a shit ton of uh, clothes hangers and uh, a lot of clothes basically uh, uh, hung about in the alley and everything's shades of red. I'm going to look out uh, the windows and see if I can at least see Eddie from where I am. I'm going to go talk to the mother now, but I think we're going to need Eddie to help with this. Plus, we don't have much time, so make haste. Who wants to make a perception check? Not me. Damn it. All right, I want to guidance myself. Jesus. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, say the number aloud. Eighteen. Eighteen. With an eighteen, Aluya, you see something red around uh, the mother's fingers. Sierra turns around after like heading to the direction of the mother. Her hands. She's got something red around them. Duly noted. Uh, you check her. I'm going to go get Eddie. Sierra's heading over to check up what's up. Kind of like. You know, going over her bedside. Me investigation. Man, today's not my day, is it? Um, here's all I'll give you. Is, uh, on closer inspection, the redness around her fingers seems slime-like. All right. Aluya, Mega, let me hear this scene a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna message him. Eddie, you need to come back, please. Things are kind of escalating at a really fast rate. We need to figure out what to do and hopefully have this mother be on our side. You gonna reply to this message? <laughs> he knows. I <laughs> <laughs> always love that. <laughs> uh, Eddie responds was like, oh, okay, my dude. I was just making sure like Street Rat was okay, but like, I think he's good now. We'll be there in just a sec, bro. I'm going to message back. I do not think you understand what is happening, 
but I love your chill attitude, but it's not needed right now. Get me the other Eddie. Bring him here. We have a problem. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. Eddie, like, in in his position next to Street Lat Rat, just, like, turns to Eddie. Uh, Eddie, phone for you. <laughs> Pure, unadulterated silence. Oh, good. He got my message. <laughs> so good. Um, if I may, Atticus, let's resolve your thing. So you want uh, Juliet to, like, uh, stop uh, these arrows mid-flight? So have the arrows already been fired, I guess? They're about to be fired, yes. So They're... I want her to, to attempt to warn them, but while she's attempting to warn them, she's going to get in the path of those arrows to stop them if they are fired. I think if you're if you're trying to have Juliet go into the way of the arrows, um, give me a dexterity 18. Uh, sorry, a dexterity check uh, 18 DC. No, uh, writing it out does not make it work. For Make me a fucking roll. Um, I'm guessing Juliet, not Atticus, yeah. right? Juliet, yes. And is it a saving throw or? No, just dexterity check. Uh-huh. So let's paint the scene a little bit with that four. So you send out, uh, well, actually, you paint the scene for Juliet. Then I'll go off from there. Um. So Juliet is going to, like, kind of bounding off towards the thing she flexes her wings as she kind of glides down to the entrance of the the place in the direction of the the guy shooting the arrows kind of making herself as big as possible while barking out in draconic that this guy is about to shoot flaming arrows at the <laughs> pops rose Aluya hears and uh mega do you understand draconic who, who in the party understands draconic because I know Luya does. Yeah. Anyone else? Eddie does not. Okay. Yeah. So, Luya, you hear fire arrows from the Draconic source. Everyone else just hears, like, a, a roar from a dragon, in a sense. And you all just hear a thud on the side of the shack. Um. Again, like, from Mega's perspective, you guys are getting up. You're in the alley. Like, I want to imagine you guys kind of... You know, when you hear that roar, you guys look up and you see like the quick arrow of fire above you in the uh, nighttime sky. And once it thuds, you see like a crackle from the arrowhead as something's not quite right with the arrowhead, with this uh, arrow of fire. And you all hear a small boom. All right. What does everyone do? I'm going to start off with uh, Aluya and Seer, since you're in the immediate vicinity. What do you guys do? Oh, I'm going to make sure that the mom and the baby and Seer are getting out safely. Okay. So you try to move the mother? Yes. Uh, please, we have to leave. Clearly, we're being attacked. Take your baby. Let's go. We will protect you. And you try to help her? Yes. She she doesn't move. Uh, you, what the fuck? You want to make a strength check? Uh, sure. All right. Tell me if you get 25 or higher. Jesus. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I'm going to tell you right now, it's impossible for me to get. As you struggle to move her forward, you see more of that red gel. And you see that it's around her legs. It's just all over her body. And it's like cement. Okay. Um. Can I, like, 
like I'm trying to catch like a feral cat, like put like a towel or something over the baby and grab it. Do what over the baby? What? Like toss like a cloth or something over the baby. Like I don't want to make contact with its skin or eyes. I just want to grab it. Yeah, you can go right ahead. Seer will assist being like, is the mother even responding anymore? Or is she just now just kind of like stuck? She's just stuck and her eyes are a bit glazed. And she's just staring at her increasingly growing child who is now a toddler. Okay, uh, another strength check? Oh, yeah. Because uh, that that gel, that slime is over that child and in contact with her hand. Okay. I'm going 25. to guidance myself for sure. 25 or higher. Jesus. Nope, it's not happening. Just no. So as you guys are just, I love that scene. Like we see like smoke starting to fill in the air and both of you are trying to tug at the child. Mega, uh, paint the scene for me. Like seeing everything occur. You just heard a, like a, a reptilian roar. You saw an arrow or sorry, something, something like fire move through the sky. What is Mega doing? Well, Mega is going to uh, look onto the uh, onto the roll twenty uh, screen and uh, consider what Eddie might do. Uh, and uh, but Eddie, I, I think maybe at least seeing the arrows, was like, "Oh, dude, I don't think that's supposed to." <laughs> Yo, man, what what the hell is happening? What the hell was that? Like, I don't really know. D- does fire normally rain down from the sky here? Oh. Just fucking runs off to his uh, little shack. Meanwhile, sha- we meanwhile, Smokey Eddie, like, uh, like, basically immediately, like, starts doing the like uh, drag Eddie <laughs> situation, where it's just like it moves and then, then like chucks Eddie forward, moves, chucks Eddie forward. It's like, whoa, dude, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, you guys uh, get in front of the shack and you see like uh, one arrow lodged into the side of the shack. You see, like, an arrowhead, like, uh, sparks flying off of the arrowhead as each spark basically, like, spreads the fire. You have no idea what the hell kind of arrow that is, or... Then, I don't even think you have the entire picture here. You just see, like, this shack starting to, like, uh, catch fire. Uh, how high up is the arrow? This is a, uh, shack, so I would say, like, uh, a good eight feet. Eight feet up. All right, so then, yeah, if it's, uh, I mean, I guess, like, like, a first attempt, since it's literally just an arrow, but, it, like, it seems to be, like, continuously producing that same sparky-like effect. Uh, it's like, uh, Smoky Eddie flavored with Mage Hand, uh, is going to, like, remove the arrow that is stuck to the roof. Okay. Uh, can you make me, uh, just, I, I know you can grab it, you can remove it, just, uh, can uh, your mage hand make me a dexterity check? I assume that just uh, goes through uh, 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 your stats. Yeah, it's it's essentially like a, an extended hand. Sixteen. Sixteen, that's more than enough. You pull it out, and you just see like the arrowhead sparking. You feel like if you would have done any pour, that it could have been really bad removing that arrow. That being said, you take it out. It's sparking. There's still fire that's being caught, but... It seems like it could be manageable. It seems like you could put it out. He's going yeah. to press to digitate it to like puff out the puff out the flames. <laughs> so so like basically as the arrow is being picked up, like Smokey Eddie just like starts to like 
like uh, wrap part of its body around the arrow, trying to put mm. out the flames. <laughs> yeah. All right. And you do that. And with a woof, I want to see like a close up of the arrow as it's sparking and just a blaze. We just see the woof in the smoke clouds of uh, the screen. Atticus, see that he's not done yet. He's going to be shooting more arrows. What does Atticus do? I'm going to shoot him in his man button. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, uh, there's no uh, disadvantage just because you have sharpshooter. Long range works just fine. All right. Yeah. Take the shot. Speaking of sharpshooter, I'm also going to utilize my sharpshooter. Yeah. Uh, just for... Yes. Uh, just for uh, clarity's sake, can you roll me initiative? We're not going to be in combat. I just want to know who goes first. 19. Yeah, uh, that arrow goes off first. And again, Eddie, you hear that plunk. Uh, Eddie, I'm going to get back to you in a second, Atticus. Eddie, make me... Uh, no, there, there's no way you'd lose track of a, a arrow on fire. Never mind. Um, Atticus, you take the shot. Take it. Well, There's a nine... No. And that's a nat 20. Yeah, that's a nat 20. Do the damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a 14 piercing. You uh... Hold on, that's not done. Okay. <laughs> plus another 4, plus another 10. Okay. 28. 28, alright. So, with that shot, uh, animate this for me. So, um, fortunately, Atticus knows that he's not supposed to kill these guys. So, he's going to try and and at least try to like as best as he can stop him from firing more arrows. Mm. So it'd be kind of aiming for the bow slash arm slash chest area. Yeah. They wanted to hit that man button. Yeah. Uh, Just uh, as a reminder, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mega, uh, uh, ranged attacks cannot be uh, uh, non-lethal. Is that correct? uh, Not by rules, no. Yeah, I didn't figure. So keep that in mind, Atticus, whenever you're fighting, I will not budge on that. That's okay. Atticus will kill him anyway. Yep. So again, it, you you see that you basically like shoot his hand, and just you hear that ping in the distance as he just looks at you. Like uh, it's hard to see through that helmet. Like you guys uh, have seen that artwork before. He just looks towards you and just like probably jumps off of wherever he's shooting from and uh, scurries about. Uh, Atticus, can you make me one more perception check? Wow. Yeah. You're following him. He is just ducking and weaving, possibly maybe looking for a new spot to shoot from. But you know you've bought some time at the moment. But again, I, I'm going to say... Yeah, I'm going to send a Juliet with my bonus action to kind of use her body to, to cover up the flames to stop them from spreading. Okay. You uh, start doing that. And... Uh... As uh, Juliet is starting to cover the flames, I want to imagine, like, as this guy's uh, weaving through the alleys, uh, like, behind buildings, we see the screen keep blacking out, blacking out, then reappearing, then blacking out. And on the final blackout of him just sprinting, I'm going to bring us back to Luya and Seer. Uh, You see Juliet in the building, the fire just spreading throughout the roof as she tries to put it out. What is your guys' game plan? Um... I'm also gonna use thaumaturgy to take out the fire, but also see it. I can't get her to move. She's stuck. So is this baby. I don't know what to do. She's like Toddler. panicking. <laughs> still a baby to her. Yeah, it's still a baby. It was, it was born just 
not even a couple minutes ago. Seer looks to like the red stuff and is it like slime or is it just kind of like hardening shell? Like, you know, as if you're doing candy and it's hardening up. Um, bit of column A, bit of column B. Imagine a jolly rancher that's been out in the sun too long. Because one solution is like if the child's completely covered, I would have to like either remove the slime and then we just pull the child out. Yeah, there, there is a solution here. Um, the main part of contact from uh, the mother is uh, right on the baby's right arm. So if she's not touching that red arm or right arm or if the baby doesn't have a right arm, you have no issues moving it. Oh, Gray, you're not doing that to me, are you? What would your character do? I'm just saying, like, that's the point of contact. It was just a pitch. What does I get you? So it's the baby's right arm that's stuck, right? Is that what you said? Yes. The baby's right arm is stuck to the mother's hand. And the mother is not reacting whatsoever, even as we're trying to attempt to move them, like not even shifting heads. Are they even like a person anymore? She's it seems like she's becoming hollow through this entire process. It's almost like this childbirth is taking more and more out of her. I mean, to be perfectly frank, if you had like four babies in the same month, I'd be pretty dumb with the world, too. <laughs> but that aside, uh, yes, it does seem very weird. She's not paying attention to the environment around her. It is much like uh, that moment in Pirates of the Caribbean 3, where the captain walks down his ship as it's being destroyed. It's that kind of tranquility. Well, I didn't want to do this. Brute force method. Sierra looks to Rascal and goes like, shoot there at the mom's hand. Oh, all right. Make me an attack roll. I pick Rascal too, because they do force damage. Yeah, and I'm going to say uh, before I before you roll damage that since you were trying to, by the sounds of it, and tell me if I'm wrong, uh, sever her hand, is that what you're trying to do? Not exactly sever, more like break the grip so that if it is attached to the child, it would separate. But if it requires me to sever it, I have to sever it. Especially since like this... She wouldn't She wouldn't have done this route if it wasn't for the fact that she's looking at this lady and she's not even freaking out that she's getting covered in slime. Mm-hmm. So it seems okay. as if like it's already too late for this lady. Okay. So, yeah. So you're trying... Like, uh, from what I'm getting is you're trying to make the hand explode. Yeah. Okay. If let's go of the child, then we get the child. Okay. Um. Here's what I'm going to say. So because of how you're trying to do this, I don't think... This could be non-lethal in any capacity, even if you're being very careful about this. You are you are doing something very, very dangerous. Would you still like to make this roll, knowing that? I wish I had a choice. The problem is, though, is that I could try to, like, finagle it with, like, a knife and try to, like, separate it. But problem is, like, you're... And you have to describe it for me. It's like, is the hand's child, the hand of the child being gripped, like, as if it's in a handhold, or is it covered in slime? It's covered in slime. That's the problem. Yeah. If it's covered in slime, I'm not going to be able to brute strength it. Mm-hmm. I got to brute force it with a force that can't be, you know, stopped. Okay. Go right ahead. Seven force into the hand. Explain to me how you nearly killed this woman. Um. Well, when your hand explodes, you don't really have something to operate with. And it kind of just starts to bleed a lot. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. reason why I'm not too freaked out is because Sears also can stop it by 
immediately after cast Healing Word. Mm. But yeah. she pulls the child out and basically chucks them to Aluya. Yeah. You grab the child. It's basically a toddler at this point, and say sure. about. Still wrapped in the blanket like a bad kitty. Yeah. Trying to clip its nails. And I would say, like, uh, the height of the kid is more than likely up to uh, hmm, probably a mid thigh level. I know it doesn't really help since everyone's at uh, different heights, but you know what I'm saying. Like, he's getting there. Um, When you grab the child, he has the creepiest smile you've ever seen. I don't see that fool. I drape that shit over him. I'm talking to Seer. Oh. uh, Yeah, as Seer grabs him. He doesn't have any teeth yet. Or perhaps he does have teeth and you see them fall out and grow back in. But yes, you give that to Luya. Is well, when I tried to first grab him, I because I didn't know because I'm I have a disease still. Yeah. And uh, this child is super suspicious, you know, because he's evil and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I wanted no contact with him. Okay. So I didn't want to see him or touch him. Okay. Yeah. Um. As the child goes into your arms, Sierra goes through her bag, throws two things to you. She throws you a small bag. And then she throws you a bottle and simply goes, I think it's nap time for them. You might need to put this on their face so that they go to sleep. Bottle, I just want to make sure it doesn't break. I'm going to try my best to help out the mother still, but I don't know if there's much hope for her. I think it's still inflamed, so I'm going to hold off on uh, trying to get him to sleep. I mean, I'll hold him. How, how are you holding him? Uh, well, uh, I have no free hands. Well, I have my... I sheath my spear and my shield mm-hmm. in my back, so um She's juggling him like a soccer ball. <laughs> Basically. And the pout I gave you the bag is full of the eye stalks of sleep. Okay. Basically put that thing to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in the it's in the bottle. I gave you a pouch and a bottle. I gave the bottle just in case if things go bad that we have a bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so again. Uh, tell me, Aluya, how are you holding this child? Uh, paint the picture for me. So, I the baby looks like a ghost, so I'm just kind of holding it in my arms like a like a seat. Like, my bottom arm is for his butt, and then my front arm is like his seatbelt. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I'm not even sure how I want to do this. Um, Aluya, you feel something warm on the side of your body like your your armor is getting a little hot to the touch this motherfucker yeah you you see in the toddler's hand some red slime and as you look at it like prototype style you see the slime form into a knife as it is just scraping at your metal and you just hear the child speaking its first words Die, die, die. Just oh, how me. does the powder work? Do I just like unwrap him and then I throw it in his face? What do I do? Throw it into their face. You don't need to unwrap them. Just put it on his nose. He can't ignore it. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to set him like on a table or something quick and like quickly yank off the, the sheet and just kind of pawn him in his face with a little bit of this stuff. Uh, make me a... <laughs> Dexterity saving throw during that process. Okay. Thanks. And tell me what you get. Ring of evasion. Redo. <laughs> yeah. 21. 
Not even gonna. Twenty-one. Remember. Well, actually, no. Just in case, because this little fucker, I will guidance. Okay. <laughs> guidance doesn't no. affect saves. Oh yeah, the, oh, that okay, is correct. Okay. Thank you for the reminder. Okay. Um, Twenty-one. But no, you're you're fine. It's just as you're going through the process, I want to say like your hand maybe reaches somewhere around the child, and you just see like the red slime dagger just pound into the wood next to your hand as you're doing the process. But yes, um, you put the powder on its nose and it begins to... I know, no, we're not putting it. It's kind of like when you're kind of chucking salt, like salt bay with a little more force. What? <laughs> I, I'm not catching what you're throwing down Go here. ahead and look on Discord. I gave an example. Okay, that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like you're, yeah, like you're hitting it with a bag of flour. We just see like, yeah, we see the powder. Yeah, but we see the powder like spray across its face. <laughs> and yes, it does fall asleep, but the house is still going ablaze. Mega, what are you doing outside? Well, it's like, um, I will say like uh, when you say like ablaze, as in like it's now like sufficiently like on fire or just like portions of it are on fire. Uh, portions of it are on fire. So, like, on the inside, the roof above them is uh, starting to, like, uh, eat away at the uh, the poorly made shack. And uh, I'd say the left side of the building is starting to uh, have, like, a uh, snake trail of uh, fire from where all the sparks flew off. All right. In which case, uh, looks like uh, we're going to be getting a coordinated eddy eddy effort. As, uh, well, I guess, like, uh, uh, Eddie will take, like, a position, like, especially on the left side, basically the one that seems, like, the most in danger of, like, getting uncontrollably on fire. And he is going to let out the biggest drag from his mouth as he uses a gust of wind, mm. which right. mechanically puts out non-magical unprotected flames. Yes, and you do just that. Like, uh, go a step further, like, uh, as this uh, goes about, like, paint the picture a little bit more for me. Yeah, so, like, as I said, kind of like a coordinated effort where just, like, uh, Eddie is just, like, releasing this huge uh, blast of, like, uh, of smoky wind. And as he's doing so, like, uh, uh, smoky Eddie is kind of, like, moving Eddie's body around, like, various parts of the building to... Like, like Eddie is in one location, and then like uh, once that area starts looking bad, uh, starts looking better, then immediately Eddie gets like ported over to another part, and the and the wind is like uh, blasting in the other direction to get a different part of the fire, and just like all over the place, just putting out these flames. Like essentially, the smoke is uh, quenching the flames as it travels. Excellent. All right, that deals with that situation. I feel like. Uh... You guys are back to uh, normal free play. Um, there's no problem with the house being on fire. The problem child is uh, put into a timeout. He's uh, went to bed early. And uh, the woman's hand is bleeding a lot. That's why I did healing word, if you remember. Okay, so you do healing word. What? Let me hear the actual words. I kind of want to hear what you say. <laughs> it's honestly going to be a sad one because she's just basically going to like gently... You know, like, not put her hands on the slime, but, like, close by, just simply say, I'm really sorry, as it kind of does the healing word. Yeah, and as you do that, you notice that she's starting to get a bump on her stomach. All right, 
woman's not dying, the house is not on fire, the problem child is put to sleep. What do you guys do to end off this night? And I gotta shoot a man bun. <laughs> I am going to research the fuck is going on with this woman, as well as the slime that held her in place, because sadly, if... Well, first I'm gonna tell Louia to get some blood out of the child, then I'll investigate. Mm. Wait, hold on. I just need Eddie to, like, enter the shack for just a moment, like, peeking his head in. Hey, dudes, like, I know we get along like a house on fire, but, like, maybe not, like, that on fire. (laughs) And you see Street Rat push past you, go to his wife, and just, like, you know, honestly almost tackles her as, you know... He just holds her in a uh, embrace, not noticing her hand yet. Also, like, maybe they, we shouldn't, like, stay here unless we, like, want another one of these. As he just, like, holds up the arrow that was extinguished. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever's going on here, I don't think being in a shack will be the best thing to do either. Mm-hmm. I'll have to move somewhere else. Back to the estate? I mean, it is a good base of operations. And it lets me investigate the red slime, too, because... The child has the red slime, so I can see whether how it reacts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say. Uh, as you guys regroup and uh, go towards the estate, specifically, uh, who's holding the child? I left him on the table sleeping. Damn it, no one picked up the child? I, I thought there. you were going to pick up the child. Like, bye, guys. <laughs> bye, Leah. Oh, I will... No, no, it's like halfway through there, you're traveling, and everyone just goes, are we forgetting something? Nah. <laughs> but yes, I would have just rewrapped him not to touch him. Now I'm going to kind of hold him like like I, a sack of potatoes. Um, now, now I'm imagining Aluya as like, you know, like being Kevin's mom from Home Alone. Just like, Kevin! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. Hey, Eddie, do you want to hold it? Because, oh, gosh, he's so heavy. He's getting so big. You're so strong. Oh, those arms. Oh, you want the baby? Just, like, blinks for a moment. And it's like, like, I didn't think you were, like, into otters, bruh. <laughs> take it how you want. If you're going to take the kid, I that's fine with me. But, you know, just please take him. Like, okay, but... I've never held a baby before. Uh, same here, so hey, new thing for us both. Good news, <laughs> not a baby anymore, it's a toddler. Yeah. Also not one of those, but like, okay, I guess. <laughs> I think when we get to the estate, we might need to restrain it. I hate okay. to say that. So let, let's go through the process here. You, you guys uh, regroup, start to leave, and just to end the scene, I want to imagine like Street Rat with his like head like buried in his... Uh, girlfriend's stomach as he's just sobbing the woman it doesn't even feel like she's there anymore like she's dead on the inside and we end the scene with like uh, the door to the shack closing blacking out the screen we focus on the child that uh who is carrying uh eddie eddie's uh carrying i I guess eddie is now yep yep yep. (laughs) As uh, Eddie, as you uh, go through the districts, you leave the red district, go to the blue district, and the slime around the child reflects the color. Now, here's the interesting part. When you guys get to the purple district, you all swear it was a bit more purple last time 
you guys came here. Looking at the uh, district, it looks normal. There's no purple. There's no color to it. And as you guys go there, like the slime just falls off of uh, the child. Just goes black. So as you guys go into the state, where are you putting the child? Are you going to put it near uh, Samuel, who is uh, also restrained? Okay, where is Samuel, actually? (laughs) We have, like, a room for prisoners here? Although, honestly, uh, depending on the situation, is is it not possible to also bring Street Rat and his girl with us? Like, that leaving them in that shack just feels like the worst idea. If uh, you guys want to try to move the girlfriend, go right ahead. Uh, to answer the other question, these nobles are all like slave owners, is how they gain their nobility. So I bet yes. all of them have like some terrible slave punishment room, and uh, that's where he is. <laughs> I imagine a, dun- a dungeon. So. Uh, but yes, Mega, if you want to try to get the girlfriend out, I'm sure you can get them both to come along. Yeah, I I think basically you would just like throw out, you know, we have like way cooler digs, like, like we, we have like a mansion. You guys like want to stay there instead? And yeah, like uh, he looks to her, tries to talk to her, but she is not with us at the moment. And unlike... When Seer and Luya try to move her, try to grab the baby, as Street Rat tries to move the woman, the slime just falls off. There's no hardness to it. The goop just just slips right off as you guys basically bring them along, and Street Rat's just like, Thank you, man. Ah, thank you. And just gives you, like, a bear hug for everything you've done for him. Like I said before, it's what bras do. Also, what the fuck happened to my girlfriend's hand? (laughs) Am I seeing that? Am I looking at that right? I don't know, man. It was there when I last saw her. I know! I was thinking the same thing! But, yeah. Cut off on that scene. You guys are at the estate. Uh, in the dungeon. Uh, what do you guys do? I kind of want to finish off the evening. So we can uh, move on to the next day. Um, I would actually take an hour to kind of fiddle with this new spear I was given and attune to it. Okay, you uh, do. You want to read off to the audience what uh, the the spear does? Sure. Uh, Let me go to... It is called an ether spear. The spear can slip through the ethereal plane to reach its destination. You gain plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls made with this magic weapon, which deals force damage instead of piercing damage. When you take the attack action with the spear, you can choose a point you can see within 20 feet of you. The end of the spear vanishes and reappears at that point, allowing you to make melee weapon attacks and the spear against the creature in or adjacent to that space until the end of your turn. You ignore half cover with these attacks and treat three quarters covers as if it were half cover. You can use a bonus action to see 60 feet into the ethereal plane for one minute and can use the spear to attack creatures you can see on that plane. Once you use this ability to see into the other plane, you cannot use it again until you finish a long or short rest. Yes, a very unique spear when uh, dealing with uh, this problem child. So uh, enlighten me. You guys go to Dungeon Samuel is watching you guys come down and just goes, Why? 
I didn't think I would have a child as company. What are you up to, Atticus? Who says this? Samuel. Unless you want to bring uh, the child to a different room in the state, I assume that you want to keep them both in a dungeon. You should have Samuel hold the child. I'm more shocked that he has the audacity to talk to me. (laughs) Um, I'm just, Juliet's just going to snap at him. Yeah, I was going to say, you were pretty bad with torture. I think you only had one successful roll this entire time. Well, I only tried it twice, so it's still 50%. Yeah, so, yeah. So I feel like that's where the lip is coming from, is that uh, you you haven't quite established, like, the dynamic between you two. But, uh, yes, you, uh, Juliet snaps and, you know, he reels back his head away from uh, Juliet. But yes, uh, bring me through the process, guys, before uh, we go to bed. Step one, acquire blood. How do you do so? So this is what I love about having, like, a homunculus, but other abilities to get around it. So... I just would need to collect a small amount of blood. And since the child is no longer small, I can actually collect blood because that was actually the thing I was worried about. Because I was sitting there going, like, I'm going to have to wait for this child to grow. But now it's not, it's less of a horrifying thing to worry about. So basically simple, just quick cut, nothing lethal, drain a little bit of blood. So I have a collection and be able to make a vaccine and collect a little extra to help out. Is your humunculi, like, uh, d- does it have, like, a uh, syringe in its mouth or something? I kind of want to imagine it, like, bites the child a little bit. Not anything dangerous, but you know what I mean? Like, secures itself with the maw around, like, uh, the toddler's arm or somewhere with the vein. And, like, its tongue has, like, uh, a syringe pop out. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's mosquito. It's kind of why, like, I love it when it has a little bottle on the back. Because, like, to everybody else, it's like, oh, what's this bottle for? And it's like... I could fill it up with a magical potion and inject someone with healing. Or I take blood. It's like a little like I just look to Rascal and be like, Rascal, collect. So here's the real question. Uh, the end goal of this. Are you trying to make a cure or a vaccination? Technically, I want to make a cure. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm doing because I already have supplies to make the cure. Mm-hmm. So Sierra would just kind of be like looking to Aluya and being like, I would recommend you restrain that child or soon-to-be young adult and make it so that they can't leave. And Aluya, I want you to be detailed. How do you restrain the child? Uh, is there anything uh, heavy, like, made of metal in the room? Um, well, we can all paint the picture on this. Uh, what kind of heavy me- A great sword. I was going to say, like, uh, in a torture room of a dungeon of a state, what kind of heavy metal would be in there? Um, let's see. Oh, um, I'll, hmm. Uh, you know, those racks where they kind of, uh, shackle your hands and your feet. Yep. Like, uh, the, the one that stretches you out. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about that, but I'm also going to add extra restraints on him. Hmm. Uh, extra rope, extra, what do you call them? Like cuffs, manacles. There we go. Just, and then I'll have uh, Atticus check to make sure they're tight since he's an expert in torture. Yeah. All right. Um, Atticus, um, I, I want you to bind the child, and I can't think of a skill that would go along with it, so I'm just going to say dexterity. Make me a dexterity check. Hey, you think it's pretty good with guidance. 17. 17. Yep. You did a fairly good job uh, tying this kid up. Yeah, this is a fucked up scene, actually. We got, like, a, a noble, I assume, like, tied to a chair. And we have a child, a toddler, 
strapped up to a torture device. <laughs> but uh, yes, what do you guys do now? The kids are strained. Uh, yeah. Now, should we break his legs so he can't escape? No, I mean, if we wait until he's a little older, I would not have an issue with that. But he is still young. Let's wait till he's not a baby or a kid. Like, like 20. My dudes, not for nothing, but like, what if they get like really big overnight? Then the shackles will break his legs for us. That's a good point, Eddie. I mean, yeah. I mean, if he grows, it would just be pain. Unless, like, their body's, like, so thick that it breaks the restraint. That's, like, so many restraints. There's rope, there's manticles, there's chains. I recommend using more rope, then. I think, like, if we wanted to be, like, really sure, like, we should do one of those, uh, Eddie looks over to Eddie. Right, watch things. Yes, that's what I was about to say, is, um, Juliet doesn't need to sleep so she can hang out here and if the child grows luckily this machine is built to adjust sizes rascal can also let me know if something's going on rascal is like a part of me if rascal sees it i see it instantly uh, i'm gonna add some extra rope and get some uh japanese bondage going oh Dear, uh, Olivia. <laughs> no, uh, but I will use extra rope to just, I'm like, Eddie just like thing. blinks, just like, oh, I've used that before. No, Onichan, no. Steer's <laughs> gonna give you their extra rope. Just, okay. oh god. <laughs> yeah, please tell me how you do this to a, a toddler on a torture rack. Well, I'm not trying to torture him. He's just kind of placed there at the moment. Oh, um, yeah, with bondage. Not, I took out the bondage part. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm going to make sure it's, like, wrapped around his torso, his arms, mm. his legs. Yes, he, he is. He cannot escape. Now, <laughs> ethically, I don't know if this is the best move, but Atticus is going to start... Pulling out his poisoner's kit and seeing if he can concoct something that will weaken the child. Okay. So we got one person working on a cure and the other one working on a poison. Let's see some rolls. Uh, I'm going to guide here. Not me. D yeah, I was going to say DC 20 for both of you. I think they want to make sure that we get the cure. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, do you want me to just roll? Um. So since this is a medicine, do you have a uh, med kit? Not a medicine kit. I do have a healer's kit, but you're talking about like an herbalism, alchemy, supplies. I got a few. You, you can, yeah, you can justify any of those kits. So I will allow you to use kit. All right, let me make sure I adjust it. Mm-hmm. Oops. Let's see. Let me make sure. Um, that is a 29. Wow. So you, you, you do better than just making a cure. No, you didn't just make a cure. You made a concentrate. You made an extract. You made something that could be diluted and mass-produced. What you have in your hands is more than just healing one person. Now, with this concentrate, like, uh, walk me through the process just because of how amazing you rolled with the 29. Well, I could definitely do that. So, Aluya, you're kind of watching Seer work. 
And at first, it's nothing great. You see them, you know, pull up the flesh out of their bag that they originally collected before, but they don't, you know, do a lot right off the bat. What they do is they actually just kind of clean it up, make sure it's nice and pristine, even if it's a little bit old, chop it into smaller bits, and boil it at that point a little bit. Then a mis- the mysterious ingredient that, you know, Eddie supplied, Shikaida will, you know, throw in a few things of the mindfuck into a vial, and with her alchemy set, just set it up so that it actually will start to boil and stir at the same time. But with the blood she collected, she actually puts it on to Rascal before sending them off to watch the child. And Rascal just had start spitting rapidly at high speeds to separate what's in the blood. Mm-hmm. And with the combination of all these things, they will eventually have a concentrated solution from the mindfuck. So it is very damn hardcore mindfuck. Um, the meat slash flesh has been rendered so that it only needs the liquid. So they don't need the fleshy bits. And mm-hmm. since it's separated, she starts to, you know, put them together into like a small dish of some sort not the whole entire things but like little p- parts and they start experimenting the right you know amounts because mm. they got to figure that out but then after figuring out the right amounts they start to imbue their magic that they have naturally from their body creating this light heat from coming out of their hands as they kind of meld it with energy from their own soul of fire all right and i kind of want to say like the finished product is just a blue liquid. It just it is the same piercing blue from uh, the Biku's eyes. Yes, you made a concentrate. Now, it all depends how you're going to use this. Um, if you research uh, the apothecary's notes, you might be able to come up with a way to effectively like dilute this concentrate to mass produce this. Because you can't just, like, put a drop of this in water and hope for the best. It, it requires a little bit more effort from that. But from what you have here, it looks like you have the same assurance that you're on the right path, that everything will be okay, that the disease is seeing its final days. You have the same confidence as Sigurd did with his vial. Seer's going to look to Leah and be like, give me a little bit of time and we will no longer have this issue in the future but her voice is not as confident as it used to be in fact you might think that you know her you know bolstering voice has seemed to be kind of like weakened a bit because she doesn't uh quite sound as confident can i roll an insight check yes please and uh seer can you just make me a straight charisma roll just don't tell us anything about it sure yeah uh Paint it how you will, Seer. Uh, Alui, you got 11. Seer, you got a 14. Even with that negative three. Um, tell us. Of how, like, Seer seems to be a lot less, you know, emotionally there. Not, like, emotionally there in a sense of, like, she's, like, dying. It's more of, like, just seems more awkward because she doesn't know whether to be, you know, excited or nervous. Or it seems as if, like, her, you know, core of her, like, you know foundation of how she kind of like perceives you know her own self being her will has kind of been lessened even further uh Aluya, as you notice this as you're like 
basically taking 20 on Seer, something flashes through your mind. It's Street Rat's wife, or uh, Street Rat's girlfriend, the way she acted during that fire, during the emergency. For some reason, these kind of traits, this kind of behavior is very reminiscent of that. Hey, Seer, are you feeling okay? Honestly, no. Though it's hard for me to tell, like, it's not that I'm ill or, you know, sick. It is more as if my exertion to the world itself is just moot. I feel like I'm not really as tied to the world a bit, and I feel a little bit lost. I I don't know, you just, like, you're, you don't have the sparkle you usually do. You're not burning as bright. It might have been right when the child was born, but never had this before. I don't know. It reminds me of that woman, the mother. You tell me, or any of us, really. Just, if things get worse, or if you start having issues. Well, still, thank you for reaching out on that. I, I already struggled with talking with people before. It seems as if I might struggle a bit more now. So if I don't make sense, Aluya, please, let, give me time to explain myself. Alright, can do that. Just make sure you're taking care of yourself. I think, though, our next step, after I finish this, we're gonna have to solve this child dilemma, because there's only two ways to eliminate this creature, and I think I told you is to break its oath or to speak its sealed words. Well, it's been a baby, right? So, like, what if we make it into a game, like a copycat game, like, and then he copies what we say? Thing is, you might need to know is we need to figure out what we need to say. He might know. He definitely should. But also, it might be a situation where we might need to figure out where he came from. So I would ask questions of where his mother and father are. You remember he said something about that, right? Vaguely. And it seems as if he's friends with the slime that was attacking you before, right? Yes. So he's in a poor spot here. If he saw it, it died off when we walked here. So that might be the key to solving what's wrong with the city. We might need to find more of these creatures. Alright. With that, I need to ask the party, does everyone take a long rest? Or is, are we foregoing long rest to uh, uh, pursue matters? I am foregoing my long rest to achieve making this cure fully. Alright. I guess once that's made, then I could take that off the list. Yes, but it we're, we're gonna have to do a couple steps here. So, uh, I need to ask everyone else. Uh, does anyone else forego long rest to achieve any goals? I'll, I'll take my rest to kind of be refreshed and be as helpful as I can. Uh, Louis, if you take your long rest, you will not be able to provide Seer with guidance. Shit. Yep. I... <laughs> I'm not letting that one slide. If we're making risks... We're Dream make guidance. Uh, um, <laughs> would you like to get some rest and be refreshed tomorrow? Or would you like to give her guidance and suffer some exhaustion and uh, not recover any spell slots? Um, I actually don't believe you used any spell slots, did you? Correct. Yeah, no, it's a new day. I'm mixing up uh, the time John fought that fucking slime. That was a week ago. <laughs> but yes, uh, exhaustion is... Uh, big thing with this um what's atticus and are they sleeping are they already sleeping that's what i'm trying to figure out if anyone I've else i've been uh, asleep for a couple hours now okay mm. so he's out Mega, how, wait uh, how does atticus sleep 
actually hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> All right, Mega. So, yeah, for specific reasons, like uh, Eddie would be taking his long rest. Although I would say in the middle of his rest, uh, like I would say, like maybe around like the the four hour mark, he would actually like get up briefly just to. Uh, specifically to check on both the baby as well as uh, Street Rat and his girl. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll handle that in a second, yes. Um, Aluya, you going to give up sleep? Uh, no, I'll, I'll stay up. Okay, you'll stay up? Yeah. All right, Seer, Aluya, uh, uh, put down some exhaustion for yourselves. Um, but yes, so how we're going to do this is, Seer, you're going to have to pour through uh, his tomes once more. I'm going to uh, do two ability checks. The first one's going to be a... Hmm, uh, pouring through a tome. Um, investigation sounds fine, but there's probably another skill that would fit it better. Uh, any suggestions? I don't know. Investigation is to, you know, look into things and research it. So I feel like that might be the best, unless you want me to look up nature and try to, like, look around that. Hmm. I, I feel like the book is the best bet at the moment. I will so maybe... help Steer a kind of, whenever she's done with the page or something, kind of go over it, because uh, she'll tell me what needs to be standing out for me to, like, take it. What does that word say? <laughs> the. <laughs> and that one? Bird. Uh, speaking about a bird, Seer, uh, in this estate, you do actually notice that there is a bird. Which is very strange with the wildlife that's been very absent with uh, this estate. But, yes. Jots down notes on that. Let's Eddie know later. Yeah, we can talk about the bird another time. But just keep in mind that there is a bird in this uh, estate. Um, that said, uh, make me an investigation check. Tell me if you get a DC 16 or higher. Just because these are notes. You already looked through them before. You obviously get all the guidance you want. There you go. And I'll help you however you want. I got a 23. 23? You know what? So I'm going to give you a little bit more than what you're asking for. So let's go with uh, the stuff that's not revolved around the cure at the moment. Um, you do notice that one of the pages goes over a... It's like going through Da Vinci's notes. There's concepts within the book. Uh, Vance's train of thoughts. And one in particular has your interest as it looks like a vial, or the sketch is a vial with a liquid parchment within it, with eldritch ruins carved into that liquid. Uh, looking into this, it looks like it's a drinkable scroll. Now, he details into his notes that there's a variety of uses for this, not only just like a uh, uh, I know Kung Fu from the Matrix, you know, like uh, drinking this uh, instantaneously gives you some sort of information. It looks like you could actually learn spells if you were to concoct something like this. And uh, it doesn't have a name at the moment, but feel free if you want to steal his idea uh, to title it however you wish. But that is an option you can pursue in the future during one of your downtimes if you so desire. Now, towards uh, the meat and potatoes. So you look through his notes and you see that uh, the washed out like page where you had to try to figure out like the missing ingredient. You can extrapolate that that specific page was about making a concentrate. And if you would have rolled poor, 
you wouldn't have made a concentrate or even a cure. Now, towards making the potions to diluting the substance, it requires a little bit of finagling. You seem to realize that the base that you need to make these uh, potions quite simply is alcohol. To be a little bit more specific, you just need a little bit of uh, rum and you can make this. <laughs> Unfortunately enough, with this method, you would have to be very careful with how you give this to uh, people that, uh, say, can't handle alcohol. More specifically, uh, children. Oh, thank you, Mega. Uh, the solvent would be a uh, rum. So, so long as you get rum, you should be fine. I got so excited when you said alcohol because I have an alchemy jug that I never attuned from that lets me make alcohol. Mm. But it's specific, um, specifically from like what the item list says. It will make wine and beer. You know what? Just because of how cool the item is, add rum to that. Because that, that's, ve that's very specific. That is a tool that you needed. And if I would have uh, read your sheet, I would have used one of those. So yes, add rum to it. That's perfectly fine. You have something that can make alcohol. Now, let's get cooking. Breaking Bad theme goes off. Yes. So how much, can, uh, how much alcohol can it actually make? So... For beer, it makes four gallons, but since it's a rum, I'm going to base off the wine. So one yep. gallon. Yep, that's perfectly fine. You are making you are making progress with this. You are able to make a gallon of this uh, potion. So yes, let's uh, shift focus a little bit towards... Uh, well, first, before I even do that, <laughs> getting a little too excited here. Uh, can you make me another roll with uh, the cake they have for making these potions? I will use alchemy, and then Aaliyah can do guidance. Yep, yep, yep. All right. All right, guidance. That is a 23. 23, all right. You make a successful first batch. Uh, can you roll me a uh, 1d8 plus 2? It's taking its time. Oh, um, 4. Yep, 4. So after using your concentrate, uh, you have three more uses of that concentrate. So make sure to write that down. So you could potentially make three more gallons if you're careful. Then, once we reach the end, we can see if that's more than enough to heal this town. Um, but let's uh, move on to Mega. Like, uh, Mega, you were saying you got up after four hours of sleep to check on Street Rat and uh, the boy. So who do you check on first? Um, I think, I guess more specifically uh, for, uh, for special reasons, I think he's going to check on Street Rat and the girl first. <laughs> yeah, again... As you're going up to one of the rooms that you put them in, you see that the woman has not gone to sleep. Her hand, her one hand, I was about to say hands, her hand and her stump are, uh, you know, in between her thighs as uh, she just looks into the distance with a glossy. Her eyes are just gl uh, glazed over like she's not with us anymore. And you just see like street rat like pacing around not being able to get some sleep he's probably smoking he probably has a doobie in his hand and like the moment you open the store you get that fresh cannabis smell as uh it just stinks to high heaven in here and you just see clouds swathed out he has been smoking a lot ah dude you've been like burning the midnight doobie yeah, yeah man yeah it's 
lots going on, man. It's just, uh, yeah, lots just going on. And you see that he's just cracking underneath all the stress and pressure. Even with this new accommodation, like, he is pretty fucked in the head. And, like, Eddie kind of, like, looks over to, you know, uh, to the girl and then looks back at Strewhead. Like, has that happened to, like, like before? No, man, no, no. We had our troubles, but she she's not even talking to me, man. She's not even looking at me. Uh, Mega, can you make me an investigation check? Uh, 22? Mechanically speaking, she has no more charisma. She is at zero, and she is not with us anymore. That said, with that sh- just mental shutdown, there is a deep, lurking feeling within you. You have to think to yourself if, if it's... Perhaps like a suggestion from Eddie. Maybe an impulse. But if the bhikkhu keeps coming back, and perhaps if he had only one way of getting into this world, and if that way was no longer accessible to him, he might not come back. I mean, she's already dead. No, it's just that feeling that this complex problem could easily be solved. He makes he makes a note of that, but like, just like looks mm-hmm. over to... To street rat, uh, to, can you like maybe like do me a favor tomorrow? Yeah, what's up, man? Uh, yeah, anything for you. I. It sounds like you need a distraction. Yeah, you tell me. But like tomorrow, I'm going to have a uh, a lot of a uh, a lot of mind fuck. Would you mind like you know, like doing around for me tomorrow once I have it? You repeat that first part. I didn't hear that. Oh, so like. Like, tomorrow I'm going to have, like, a lot of it. And since you do, like, need the distraction, what would you say about, like, doing it for me tomorrow? Doing it for you. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You know I can't say no to Monfuck. Of course, man. Of course. And he just gives you a warm smile. Yeah. She'll she'll jump back. After you talk to him, he's being optimistic. She'll come back. She, She always does. He just sits down right next to her, puts his hand on her thigh, and just feels better now. But again, you get that empty pit in your stomach, Eddie. As you know, no, she's not coming back. It just, uh, Eddie will kind of like give the, like, uh, gives my to like, it's like, I'll catch you tomorrow then, my bra. Catch you tomorrow, bra. <laughs> like, in which case he'll kind of like just close the door behind him and, uh, does the second thing on his list like going off to where they have uh, restrained the child yeah um so as you're stepping down the staircase go to the dungeon you see that samuel is asleep and you see the now teenager strapped to the stretching board and his eyes are open but he doesn't move he doesn't attempt to break free it's dark down here would you like to have a light? Candle? Uh, you have dark vision, that's correct. Also, Juliet's there, and she's on fire, so... <laughs> yeah, okay, that's that's nice. So Juliet is acting as the hearth in this room. But yes, you do see he is awake. You see the shadows dance across his face from the flickering fire. Smoke. Yeah, I want to imagine, like, uh, <laughs> the smell of Juliet on fire. It smells like a... Cooking meat actually sounds re- uh, smells really good down here. So yes, Mako, what do you do? I guess like the the first thing is just like uh, 
exactly like uh how well are the the bonds holding up all things considered with the new size uh they're holding up really well atticus did amazing job like he did some sort of knot that adjusts with uh the sudden growth so it doesn't cinch the skin but it remains as tight as it was as he grows you really do need to ask him how he did that <laughs> just like sh- <laughs> uh there's like three jokes at the back of my head there but uh <laughs> but um yeah i guess the little dude wouldn't stay asleep forever so are you staying on the staircase or do you get to the bottom floor uh he'll venture a bit further i think okay yeah so as you put your foot onto the ground of the dungeon we hear like a wet kind of splash and looking down like it's not too deep Maybe, like, uh, covering your toes a little bit. Just a little bit below your ankle. You see a black, viscous kind of water on uh, the bottom floor. Looking up, you just see a drip and a drip and a drip of this black fluid. Mm. Does the black fluid smell like anything? Um, would be the best way to describe it. You know the smell of sulfur? It smells like that. But again, it's overpowered by Juliet's like little fire that she has going on. It's the smell of meat mixed with a bit of sulfur. Mm. Uh, I think... So I'm just uh, looking at something real quick. And uh, just for clarity, uh, for anyone who hasn't smelt sulfur before, it smells like rotten eggs. At least in my opinion. Mm. Uh, Eddie is actually going to... Yeah, he'll go ahead and do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is going to uh, to kind of, like, scoop some of the liquid into his hand. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, you guys ever seen the movie Venom? It's, uh... It is, when you grab it in your hands, it's kind of like a symbiote. So, like, uh, the, the water just goes into different shapes uh, like long and stringy then condenses it does all sorts of weird shit in your hand he is just staring at you with those icy blue eyes you stare a lot don't you bro gives you a nod can you not like talk he opens his mouth and you see like part of his tongue is missing ah and i'm not gonna make you well, actually, yeah. Do me an insight check. Why? Why? Or insider investigation. Why the hell would he be missing half his tongue? Eighteen to four. All right. So from this and from his recent an- antics, you you're pretty confident he tried to kill himself, but he couldn't. He basically bit off half his tongue. You see it like that tongue floating in that disgusting black water. Does the does the water seem to be coming from somewhere? Um, at the moment, uh, is dripping from the ceiling. Yeah, just, uh, dripping from the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, if, can you make me one more investigation check for me, please? Uh, only 11. Uh, yeah, it's just dripping from the ceiling. What do you do? So, with the, yeah, with, uh, specifically with the ooze that's still in his hand? Yes. Uh, he's actually going to ignite it with prestidigitation. Ignite it? Attempt to. Okay. Just to see if it can. Yeah. So uh, with this, uh, you ignite it, and the ignition snuffs out. 
In fact, you see it grow a little bit from that. Mm. He's going to do it one more time. You do it again, and it doubles in size. Yeah, Eddie's going to look over at uh, at Juliet. Hey, Juliet, mind, like, doing me a favor? Atticus? Does Eddie doesn't know Draconic, does he? Is that, no, he's just, like, uh, expressing an intent. She'll try to do whatever you're asking as far as she can tell what it is. Yeah, you just hear hissing. All right, all right, bro. Uh, Eddie is going to wave his hand and uh, produce an image of Atticus, a la Minor Illusion, mm-hmm. and then point to Juliet. Okay, so she'll I run to find him, I guess. <laughs> what else do you do? Uh, I think also while while she's off uh, doing that, um, uh, this part's uh, what I would say like a little bit on the iffy side. Uh, but uh, Eddie is going to like uh, what I'm basically going to describe as kind of like uh, maximum chill mm-hmm. as he just kind of like uh, breathes out and while still holding the uh, the same substance in his hand. Uh his body literally chills to like be cold to the touch as he casts armor of Agathis on himself. Mm. All right, you do just that. All right. Um, I'd say during that time, Atticus, you'd have enough time to enter the scene. You go down, you see the same things he does. Probably put your foot in the water and you hear that splash. <sighs> What's going on here? Like, you see all this stuff here? As he just gestures at the floor and also kind of to the ceiling. Hmm. What about it? <laughs> like, I don't know all the way, but like, I don't know where it's coming from. But I think something I do know is like, it gets bigger the hotter it gets. Or at least that's what I tried. Hmm. So I'm trying to figure out if like, I don't know if it's like, it just like gets bigger when things get hotter or like, it's like, Feeding or something off of something? Juliet, uh, chills down a bit. I'm gonna ever turn cold again mm-hmm. and try to start. See what the cold does. Okay. Uh, you do just that, and, uh, just like, uh, what Mega did, it eats at the cold and doubles in size. Hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know what this stuff is or why it's here, but I feel like if we leave things alone as they are, like, it's just gonna get worse. Also, we might need to be a little more careful, cause like, as he just like gestures at the now bound teenager, the now bigger dude tried to like, kill himself. Well, he's old enough to do what he wants now. Oh my god! Holy shit! And I guess we should start finding a new house. Mm-hmm. Okay, Atticus, let's do a couple things with you. Investigation. You can have guidance if you'd like. Uh, guidance. As Smoky Eddie is kind of like like turning your head in various directions. 20. 20. The room is melting. All around you, you see that the black slime is just oozing from the wall. Everything's... When it was melting earlier, the other room. But a lot worse. Unlike before, it's not retaining its structure. It is crumbling, decaying. Um, Atticus, next thing I want you to do is uh, make me a 
insight check with advantage. 24. I'll put some guidance anyway. 28. 28. This is very familiar of a family that you know. Um, The way that this water, this ooze is acting is very reminiscent of your kind when it starves. It is feeding off of everything. And then it kind of clicks with you. This place doesn't have purple lights anymore. Nothing is purple. To conclude this train of thought, I kind of want to tie it in with one more ability check. Make me a s- nature. Make me a nature check. I thought you were going to say survival. I was. <laughs> I was. I <laughs> know. Nature. I'm going to connect the final dot if you can get it. Hmm. It's not quite there. 15. Oh, 15 actually does meet it. So what you can conclude is much like your kind, whatever this, how the slime operates, especially with feeding on emotions such as joy, this creature is starved of joy and it is eating anything it can to survive. In fact, looking down, if either one of you have shoes, your shoes begin to melt. If you're barefooted, it starts to sting at you and take one point of damage. Necrotic. I like these shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. And now I have to ask, does Eddie actually have shoes on? I can't remember if he goes barefoot or not. Eddie Eddie does not wear shoes. One point of necrotic. He does take that point of damage. (laughs) Yes, it is not safe to even stand in this anymore. It is just becoming more and more dangerous as it becomes more and more hungry. Now the question is, what caused this turn of events? What what made this happen? Well, how much do you say out loud? <laughs> yeah, that's very important. You can reiterate what I said in your own way. Mm, looks like one of the other houses is here, as I've known, but its pet is hungry and starving. Oh, so we're like in its stomach, kind of? Mm, Sort of, but needless to say, we've got to go meet um, the one in the tent. Hmm. Sorry, did you say the one? Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess, but like, aren't we gonna, should we like stay here? Because like, if this is gonna get like, worse yes we should find a new house mm-hmm. you can leave the the guy there though he's too sassy there is one solution make me either a nature or arcana both of you you're survival no <laughs> here's what you got atticus with uh yes 19. Uh, 19 here's what you got you feel as if this district is the most safe district you could possibly be in. The issue is, it's collapsing in on itself. You feel, if you were to sleep anywhere else in the city, besides the purple district, it could be extremely dangerous now that you've started to stir the pot in the town. Now, that said, there is a solution. It feeds on joy. Someone needs just to be a little happy, and you feel as if it will recede. Eddie, you like drugs, don't you? <laughs> His eyes light up. <laughs> so fucking good. 
<laughs> just like just like turns his head toward Atticus like uh, I've like done it more than once have you done it recently like in this house dude like not today why well that seems like a shame so why don't you uh break in the house with a, a little fun uh, just like right here in my room or like the living room maybe the kitchen maybe the bathroom i'm trying to think of what role should i roll for atticus's conscience <laughs> guess it'd be wisdom wisdom yeah all right no eddie you shouldn't smoke here i was just saying that um hmm. now i kind of wanna <laughs> look so let me put it out in layman's terms if someone becomes happy and fa- like purposely fails to save you guys will be fine for a while that said oh i did it you did what i chose the spell that's gonna help us out oh really i'm gonna summon a beast ah all right um let's go with something that's easy to make happy like a golden retriever and i'm gonna start playing fetch with him <laughs> hang on yeah mastiff would work okay well the the summon beast has its own stat block oh it does uh let me see the stat block for that please okay yeah so i'm gonna here's... command him to fail the saving throw <laughs> yeah no um what i want you to do is yeah no uh if you make a uh, command him like as you're playing fetch with the dog he gets happy you know just wagging his tail barking at you you play fetch he brings it back to you a couple times each time he goes to retrieve the stick he starts to get a little slower and you don't see that classic dog smile after the last couple fetches he starts limping over and when he's bringing back the stick with a limp you just see him stop and just curl into the uh curl into a ball and as it curls into a ball on this water you just see bubbles coming from its mouth as it submerges and the water begins to recede the room is not melting anymore all you have is a tiny drip of black going on the nose of the bhikkhu well that takes care of that i'm going back to bed (laughs) how did you do that i have a thing with animals let's just say keep your emotions in check in this area especially happiness so like just be chill yeah just be chill all right with that everyone gets a long rest new day rises as we are on day nine uh, uh, even Seer and Aaliyah get a long rest? No! no. That's what I was, okay, that's what I was <laughs> no. trying to make sure. Yeah, no, no. Alright, day nine. Um, So the way that we're going to do this, uh, I know I've said this before, but I think this would work a little bit better. Um, A lot of the free play that you guys will have will be within a regular work week, while the weekend, which I'll put out as uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, will be a uh, downtime with uh, the pace that we're going at in this game. Um, But uh, yes, it is now a Tuesday, and you guys wake up. What is the first order of action for the morning? So, well, I think uh, at the very least, Eddie, now that he has the capacity to do so, uh, 
returns to his room. Mm -hmm. And uh, not long after, he will come back out of his room with uh, with a box full of uh, of mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, though, Seer is going to offer everybody a nice rummy drink that has been touched by that small child. That would technically be Aluya, myself, Eddie, and our poor street rat, who was, you know, mm-hmm. part of that as well. All right. You guys drink, you drink the potion, and uh, there is no save for the morning. Right, Ed? Uh, hey, see you, my dude. <laughs> um, yes, Eddie? Do you need, like, any more mindfuck? As he just kind of, like, opens up this box, and it's just, like, full of, uh, well... Essentially, what looked to be like uh, like mushrooms, but with like sunken in faces on the on the tops of them. I think I'll need a little bit more. I think I might have enough to make a lot, but the first batch is always the smallest, it's just because you're trying to get it right. But my next batch should be okay. It's just that I didn't rest, so I won't be able to do it. For a little bit, unless I sleep tonight, um, to tom- in right now, as you can tell, I'm already tired for my rambling. But like, I'll collect more from my room, like later. I just need to make sure, cause like my bruh street rat's gonna be using some. As he just kind of puts like a hand on his shoulder, you know how to grind, right? <laughs> Yo, of course, man. Or is that towards here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, t- towards Street Rat, yeah. Yeah, no, Street Rat. Yeah, of course, man. I do this shit in my sleep. Then, for the time being, for you, Eddie, I think what I will have to do is I will have to remain here and either rest or investigate some notes further. I'm going to be busy here, but I think the next course of action is to investigating the weaknesses of each of the things we might have faced what was here before we got here? Like, here? Yeah. You guys said something was attacking you here, right? Before I arrived? Alright, like, the big purple slimy chick thing. We have to keep notes of whether or not it has weaknesses or not, because I think they're the reason why people can't leave. And I don't see any presence of any slime around here. So I think what we'll need to do is investigate other areas i might have to collect more blood just in case to make more cures but i think this might be my last batch for needing that that's just for a just in case but ultimately it might not even be necessary so it I might be if, like, go ahead i wonder if like maybe the reason why like because like you know how this place isn't like purple anymore right but like the things that we like that you know that like attacked atticus like they were purple. What if, like, when we were saving Atticus, we, like, took down the boss man or something? And that's why, like, there's no purple stuff anymore. Maybe then we should ask questions about where the slime came from then. We could talk to Samuel. In fact, maybe I could talk to him on the side so that I don't expend too much energy so that I can make more of this. My hands are not steady right now. All right. Aluya, what what are you doing? I haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, I would just be, uh, well, I don't want to get near the stuff on the floor. And seeing that this kid is now a teenager, mm-hmm. kind of weirds her well, out. Some. Incorrect. Oh, 
Yeah, he's an adult now. Oh. Yep. Another four hours have passed. In fact, he is just beard is growing and it is the person you recognized before. All right. Uh, his tongue is still mangled in his mouth, right? It is just chewed off. So since Seer needs more blood, I'm just going to kind of, uh, I'll ask Seer for like a vial or something to collect whatever's like oozing out of his mouth. I give them rascal. Mm-hmm. You do just that. You get to the dungeon. You go up to the bhikkhu. And... I don't want to look at him. I'm not making eye contact. I'm going to throw right. a towel on his head again. Okay. No, on his eyes. I need his mouth. Okay. Yeah. He opens up his mouth, and you see on the tongue where it's bitten off, there's just black slime chirping from it. Would you like to collect it? I will collect the black slime and not touch it. But then mm-hmm. I'll ask Sir, do you have something I could like prick him with, like a syringe, and I could extract blood from him? Because all that I got from his mouth is this black goop. I'll analyze it in my spare time. I'll still collect that, but I'm going to teach you something new. I don't tell many people about Rascal and how they work. Okay. You just need to tell them their code word. In this case, Rascal, collect. Oh. Uh, rascal, uh, collect blood. And it doesn't work. <laughs> you tricked me. I'm sorry, I had to do that. I've been really tired that I need something to, you know, <laughs> get you on that. But regardless, Rascal, Rascal flies over and just pokes him in the arm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it does. And uh, as it bites and uh, uh, taking out the blood, we have an issue. You see... The blood in the vial, and through your eye, Sira, you see little dots of black within it. Interesting. Is there a way to separate the two? It would just take me longer, but Mm -hmm. it might be better to see what happens. I'm more curious of what would happen if I even play with it. So, Are are you going to be like uh, Cupcake and drink the damn thing? No. (laughs) Then we can get, like, a double genasi? Yeah, a water-fired genasi. Excellent. Somehow, Seer just becomes all the genasi. No longer fire, earth, air, or water. They are just genasi. She becomes mm-hmm. the avatar genasi. <laughs> but, no, like, Seer's just gonna be like, I think if we had a choice, we might need to patch him up. Because it seems like he's just leaking nonstop. I think he's doing it on purpose so that he'll have an eventual scape. But I also imagine that this might be related to his mother and father. Mm-hmm. And like, as you collect blood from him, uh, the the stretcher that he's on uh, begins to shake as he violently like tries to move, but to no avail. In fact, you feel like the ground slightly tremor from it. I wish we could help you, but you seem as if you already don't want help. But anyway, Uluya, I'm going to leave Rascal here to keep an eye a bit to let us know if something else is going on. But I think today I'll be just focusing on basically perfecting the formula as well as seeing how this brew goes. I also might do some research on something else that Apothecary left. It's not. I'll sit here and should I help you? Maybe guide you? You could, but this one's more of it just takes time. I think... It might serve better if you help Atticus. Okay, I can do that. Hmm. Both of you make me wisdom saving throw. Yeah, poopy doops. Poopy doops. Tell me if you get 15 or higher. 
I'm gonna guidance myself. You said a wisdom save? No, saving throw, so you can't use guidance. Okay. I got exactly 15. Yeah, 15 or higher. Okay, I got a 21. Siri, so you don't know if it was, like, maybe you've been up for too long. Maybe it was that draining you, uh, feeling you got from delivering the bhikkhu from his uh, mother. But you swear for a second, just for a second, the world around you changed. No, something's not right. Like, the smell of rotten eggs is just too powerful for your nose. And you see Samuel just cackling, laughing, then uh, screaming. He he just has a lot of manic episodes while you're down here. In other words, he's fucking with us and causing weird things to occur with him staying alive. I won't say yes, but I won't say no. So in other (laughs) words, we're going to keep him alive till he dies from old age. Gotcha. I don't think it's wise for us to stay here for super long, but maybe Juliet can stay and, you know, we have to be ready because the other two thing too is the mother seems to be, and I, I hate to use this term, but prime for another rebirth, I would say. Yeah. And something does strike you. If whatever contract he made with the afterlife is fulfilled, he's done. So keeping him alive might actually be another solution. If, and this big if, if he doesn't kill himself. That's kind of why I still want to patch his tongue up. Mm, you wanna? But I'm not going to fix his tongue so that he has his tongue back. I just basically make it so that he can't hurt himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can uh, try. Yes, you can fix wounds. So what if we just cut off his arms and legs and then you healed him? And we just put him in the corner. He doesn't have a tongue either, and he, all he can do is just sit there. I'm down for that. I'm a doctor, not a miracle worker. <laughs> 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 but if you want to try something like that, my recommendation would actually not be cutting, but dislocating. And if not dislocating, then I recommend... How do I say? We just let him sleep longer. I have more of my powder. In fact, maybe what I'll do is I'll turn it into a stronger concentration. Yeah, so let's just drug him. Yep, let's drug him. Okay. Uh, how do you do so? Eyes of stock of sleep. Okay. Uh, how much more of that do you have left? I have four more doses, but if okay. I do this dose, I could actually focus on today being making a stronger con- um, tr- concentration. This is powder. Are you the kind of doctor that knows how to do Lobotomies. I know of it, but I do not wish to do it. Oh, okay. I don't wait. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to mention that that's very barbaric. Mm. Plus, I don't have the tool for that. I'll hand her one of my pittens. <laughs> Is there no way to, like, encase him? Like, he's still alive, but he cannot move? Like, crystallize him or something. I was going to say, if you really want to be barbaric, I don't want to do this, but. You bleed him so that he can't really function, but you don't let him die. So he'll be even more fatigued. But I don't think he'll be even fatigued since it sounds like he has, you know, energy for days. So for now, let's put him to sleep. I'll make a concentration and gag his mouth so he can't bite more. You gag his mouth. All right. You do so. And uh, what, what kind of gag are you using? Let's see. Pretty sure this noble had a a pink fuzzy ball gag. Okay. 
uh, you get a pink fuzzy uh, ball gag. You put it in the mouth, and when you do so, again, uh, just like a symbiote from uh, uh, Spider-Man, like you just see the black fluid around his tongue just wrap around it with thin, tiny like tendrils. And you see as the ball gag begins to decay and turn to mush, and he gives you all a smile as he swallows it. Heimlich maneuver. Yeah, just beginning to choke. Um, I need dexterity check for that. Ah, okay. Let's say no, no, not no. with eleven. No, he begins to uh, choke. Um, um, uh, Juliet, stick her talon in it down there, like pull it up. Yes, uh, dexterity, please. You better roll fucking good. <laughs> well, it's not that hard to do. If it just went down his throat at the beginning. Right. That's kind of why the Heimlich thing, too, would instantly pop it out, too. Like, it's just doing a finger pass. If you've ever been a lifeguard. Or an EMT. Mm. 17. Yeah. Uh, uh, paint the picture. As you see them choking and um, see her doing the Heimlich to kind of help out, she kind of just, Atticus nods over and says, deal with that. And she kind of rushes over and just passes her talon like a finger pass and like hooks it and yanks it out. Mm. And you just see him chuckling. This might sound like a terrible idea, but I do want a healing word to see if I could seal up the tongue. Go right ahead. Healing word! Bam! It's just taking its sweet time. Hold on. No alchemist involved for you. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's just eight. Eight, eight. eight points of healing? Alright. So much like a vampire exposed to sun... You see that healing word come to his tongue and it begins to shrivel and hiss like a steak on a a hot frying pan. And you just hear him just screaming in pain as you try to close up this wound and he takes eight points of damage. (laughs) It seems like whatever he has that's on his tongue and connected with them does not like to be healed. This might be fun. So maybe if we do break his legs, he would enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> I love I love this. I won't be able to do too much after that, but that did help us learn a bit more about whatever's in his mouth. I wonder the slime that I got from his tongue in a vial mm. bottle. Yes. Healing word it? You destroy it if you do that's the point yep you absolutely destroy it it seems like a healing and since you spent a uh, spell slot uh it seems like uh healing or any radiant damage it this thing is uh, vulnerable to all right someone write that down yes now if you guys would like um i kind of want to finish up uh from you guys and focus on eddie Eddie, what have you been doing this entire time? And please paint the scene for me. Yeah, after uh, working a little bit with uh, with Street Rat just to make sure that the uh, uh, that the the mind fuck that he provided was uh, ground up and uh, ready for distribution, essentially, and like uh, seeing him off. Yeah, and he's more than likely just like, "Yo, man, thank you so much. Like, amount of gold we can make from this, we can." Start to bring a little bit of light back into our community. I can... And he looks towards the estate. I could buy a nice house for us. 
And he goes in for a bear hug and says, Thank you, Eddie. Changed my life, man. Like a brother. Yeah, things are gonna change for the brother better, my bro. Yeah, things are gonna change for the better. And pieces you out as he starts to sell drugs in town. Uh, but, uh, like, uh, once Trira has, like, left the estate, uh, Eddie starts uh, looking up and, it's like, uh, wanders back to uh, uh, Street Rat's room. Yeah, you do so. And again, like, uh, if you go into the room, you just see her. She's staring at a wall, like, sitting upright. It doesn't look like she got any sleep. And she's just staring with a thousand-yard stare and hands between her thighs. Eddie walks in and... Uh... Uh, kind of like uh, closes the door behind him and starts walking up to her and almost kind of like trying to make sure as it were kind of like putting his like uh, uh, his hand kind of like near the the entryway of her like a uh, mouth or nose just kind of like seeing if there's like any hint of like breathing on her part yes she is breathing it's just mentally she's not there anymore this like never gets any easier does it Eddie and kind of want to imagine that Eddie looks like your reflection in shadowy form and shakes his head. Honestly, stuff like this, I, I wish I could just like forget, you know, but it just sticks with you. But Eddie doesn't move his head whatsoever. He just stares longingly into you. To just as Eddie kind of like, like uh, walks a bit like uh, back toward the door, like facing away from her, just Make it look good, okay? Eddie gives a nod. And I think with that, like, Smokey Eddie just, like, uh, begins to kind of, like, basically, like, envelop the entirety of her body for just, like, up, like starting at the legs, then working their way up to her torso and to her head before condensing, shrinking, like, closer to, like, increasing and, like, uh, concentrating further into the head and travels into her nose and open mouth and the force just stays there as Smokey Eddie essentially blocks all of her airways and sits and waits. And you just hear a soft thud. Eddie opens the door and closes it behind him. And if you're willing, I think that's where we should end. Good job, everyone. That was Really awesome session. This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music by Savik. Oh my dog. Any music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. I hope to see you soon.